calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. And welcome to day 12 of us listening to Bizarre Recordings. Yep, found plenty of Claire and I trying to replace the knobs in the kitchen and complaining about light switch covers. This would have been a terrible home reno show. No offense, but yes. Some taken. We, we, we did find some other stuff that is a lot more interesting. Yeah, so back when Claire first got the house, there was this neighbor who seemed to know a lot about the house's history. One day when I was on my way over, I saw the same lady out walking her dog and decided to see if maybe she'd want to answer a few questions. Like, maybe she can give me some insight into the history of the previous residence. You know, this would be easier if you properly named your files. I think it works. See, this one's called To Edit Final 2 For Real This Time. After this, we're sitting down and renaming everything. Fine. Oh, hello there. Noodles, be nice. Hi. Uh, sorry, I I don't think we actually met before. Um, I'm friends with the woman who owns the house over there. Uh, my name's Judith. I'm Debbie Costa, long-time resident, first time properly introducing myself to you. <laughs> Out for a walk around the neighborhood? Yeah, I thought I'd explore, uh, get to know the area a bit better. Well, I've been here for ages now, and it's a little rough around the edges, but that's always been part of the charm, you know? I mean, until the charm throws up on your front step. Yeah, I mean, uh... <laughs> Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure, what about? It's just, okay, so when we first met, you told me and my friend about some rumors pertaining to the house, and I'm hoping you can give me some more details. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what I can. Do you want to walk with me? I'm just taking the dog out. Yeah, sure. Is it okay if I record? Yeah. Great. Okay, so uh, how long have you been here? Well, I grew up in this neighborhood. My parents bought that house, the one right over there, not long before I was born. And after they both took a turn health-wise a few years ago, I moved back in to help them out. 
They both passed about mm, two years back, and I've been there ever since. It's a little big for me, but I love living so centrally. Anyway, I get the feeling you've got some questions about the Reed House. Well, yeah, I do. Hmm. Well, I knew the family who lived there, or used to, anyway. Oh, uh, the people who own the house were actually my friend's grandparents. Well, small world. I was friends with their daughter. Really? Yeah, Dana. We were in the same grade, but different schools. She was nice, though. Funny, good runner, great hair. Huh. Yeah, Dana was Claire's mom. She, uh, she didn't actually know her, so any info is appreciated. But uh, maybe I'll come get her talk to you sometime. Hmm, sure, yeah. Okay, this is going to be weird, but you mentioned something about a cult, and I assume it was an exaggeration. Well, actually, no. I didn't want to scare you two, but something was amiss in that house. Like what? So when Dana and I were young, we'd sometimes hang out at her place. She had an attic bedroom. It felt so private and exciting. We would gossip and read magazines together. Her parents always seemed really nice. But then they, I'm not sure, I don't even know how to say it, but they, they got in with some sort of unsavory group. I started seeing strange people hanging around the house at all hours, not from the area. I think they might have been from Etobicoke. What happened there? With all these strangers around, I would joke to Dana about how they must have started doing group therapy sessions. I think her mother did some sort of counseling, or maybe they'd created their own little church. And at first she would laugh, but after a while, it didn't seem so funny anymore. She got quieter and quieter when we were together, and I saw her less and less. I thought, well, that's weird. Maybe she's mad at me, or she had done something that had gotten her in trouble. But that wasn't it. Dana was usually the kind of person who would just tell you when something was bugging her. I think something more sinister was at play. Like what? Well, her mother was somewhat of a dabbler in some kind of holistic or spiritual kind of thing, you know, with crystals and complicated meditation rituals and fancy teas. She once told me that the greatest strength is the fire inside of us, which is a nice platitude and everything, but a little too new agey for me. She ran a small practice at the house, but I remember noticing that her client base was growing. More strangers started quietly showing up there, and it was a more diverse group than before, some younger people and definitely more men. It used to be mostly other women her age, but it got to the point where most nights, if I was coming home late, I'd catch a glimpse through the window and see a full living room with Minnie and, surprisingly, her husband Hugh holding court. Well, I went off to university in Ottawa around this time. Dana stayed here. I came back for a visit one weekend, and as we came up the road, I saw that things at Dana's house were different. The curtains were closed the entire time I was back home. And when I stopped by to say hello, Minnie answered the door, but didn't invite me inside or ask if I wanted to see Dana. She looked, I don't know, like tougher than she had before. Like she just stiffened. She wasn't a tall woman, but it felt like she towered over me. I was told in no uncertain terms to leave, and I'll be honest, I was pretty rattled by the brusqueness of it. So I went home and didn't make any plans to return. 
I know now that I should have tried harder to see Dana, see if she was okay. But I was young and I was afraid. But I was still concerned. The other neighbors seemed to be keeping their distance as well by now. These peculiar men and women were outside the house at such random hours, even late at night. If you passed one of these people on the street, they would just look right through you like you weren't even there, like they had such disdain for you. It felt like they knew something you didn't. It was so strange. Dana's family had always been relatively friendly. They'd been a part of this community, but now they were secretive and secluded. And they stayed that way until they died, I guess. Wow, so what happened to Dana? Did you ever see her at all during this time? Well, the story is that she ran away, and I remember hearing about her eventual passing from Anita, another neighbor. But I saw something one night when I was back, late 1988-ish. My family and the police told me that it must have been a dream, that I misremembered it. But, you know, why believe a sleep-deprived teenage girl when you can just accept easy answers? What did you see? I'd been up one night working on an essay, and all of a sudden I hear this scream. I mean, that's not too unusual in this neighborhood, but when I looked out of my window, I swear I saw a dark-haired woman in a light blue dress running like the devil was after her. And the front of her outfit was covered in what I still think was blood, though I couldn't prove it. It was just too dark out. But what else could it be? It was late, and she was far away by the time I got my bearings, but I know, I'm, I'm certain that it was Dana, running barefoot into the night. I ducked into the kitchen to call the police, and when I got back to the window, there was no sight of her. I spoke to the officer about it, but there was no evidence that anything had happened. They talked to Minnie and Hugh, and... I don't know what they told them, but... they weren't too concerned after that. At least about my assertion that it was Dana running away in terror, rather than because she just felt like it. I tried to speak to Minnie as well, but she, well, she ignored me and went back into the house. And I never saw Dana again. Did you know that she was pregnant? Honestly, I had no idea. I hadn't seen her in months. But even if she was, it's not surprising that they kept it quiet. I just, I always had a bad feeling after that night. But without any trace of foul play, they didn't seem too keen to dig deeper into it. They labeled her as a runaway, a troubled kid taking off. Maybe because of the baby, I don't know. I guess if I'd seen what I thought I had seen, there should have been blood on the street or in the house. Because the woman I saw was drenched in that dark liquid. But nobody found anything. Eventually, it got back to me that Minnie claimed that Dana had apparently left before that night. But that is definitely a lie as far as I'm concerned. I've always had such a bad feeling about that whole situation, and I, I always will. Good Lord. I'm sorry, dear. It's distressing to hear. I honestly haven't spoken about that night in so many years. 
I'm sure your friend will be fine, though. It's just a, it's just a house in the end. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. Okay, Noodles, yes, yes, let's go back home. Well, I hope that helped. Oh, and Judith? Yeah? Stay safe. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your day. Come on, Noodles, come on. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, Claire... Hey, uh, hey, so I just had the weirdest conversation with your neighbor, and, uh, I see you're sharpening up your old knife block. Do you ever just have those days where you hate everyone? Yeah, like, basically every single day in this city. I mean, like, I feel like I'm constantly getting honked at when I try to cross the street, and I'm always like, why are you honking? I'm right. Like, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, sure. Like that. Uh, yeah, why? Did, did uh, something happen? I don't know. Sometimes I just feel so frustrated lately. I've been trying to calm myself down and ease my mind, but it feels more and more like every time I start to quiet my brain down, it drifts into all these thoughts about how horrible people are. How people are just disgusting bags of meat. It's like there's this pit of anger in the bottom of my stomach just smoldering. I can feel it, and it makes my whole body feel weird and hot, and suddenly I look around and see what a disgusting mess everything is. How wasteful and mean and rude people are. It feels like we're just all one big, gross mistake. Did the uh, conservative party text you again or something? And then there are those people walking down the street, the ones with their eyes glued to their phones. They don't look. They don't see anything. They're barely even awake. They just bump into each other as they rush to their next meaningless task. They dodge in front of cars and they yell, sweaty and greasy and filthy. These sneering cowards, they're all trash, all of them. Maybe these people deserve to be hit by some jerk cabbie blowing a stop sign. Maybe we all do. I close my eyes and it's like, I can smell the burning tires and the blood. Nothing of importance will have been lost. Ooh, I think that's pizza. Better get that. Hang on a second. What the hell was that weird rant? What are you talking about? I'm gonna get that. I am so hungry. I should hide that knife block. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I know I said but I had this coupon and... Uh, what's wrong? Uh, nothing, I just... Okay, not nothing. It's You were saying some really bizarre stuff back there and it was a little upsetting. I was? No, I, I, don't, I don't think it was that weird. Uh, wh- what did I say? Some pretty dark things. Oh, okay, sure. You know me, real dark and evil. No, seriously, here, listen to this. I, I honestly, I, 
I must have zoned out. I, I kind of remember saying that, but it didn't feel weird. Did I seem... <sighs> Are you sure that you're okay and that there's not anything else at play here? No, I'm okay. I, well, I think I've started sleepwalking again. I keep waking up and my sheets are on the ground and my shins hurt. I guess sleepwalking gives me shin splints. Huh, I already got my pizza. This better be a second pizza. Yeah, um, I mean, that would be great right now. Okay, um, I'm gonna get that. Oh, hi. Uh, Birdman? That's a bird. Right. I know you're not that lovely Claire, but I hope you're having as satisfying of an evening as I am. Yeah, okay. I'm going to pretend like this isn't happening, and I'm going to close the door. So thanks for trying, Mr. Bird. Stop coming around here inquiring about the house. Ah, but you're not the one I want to speak to. Could you tell me if the lady of the house is available? No, but I could tell you where to shove it. My God, how many times do I have to tell you? Get off this property. Oh, there you are, Claire. How marvelous to see you. Looking luminous as always. Anger becomes you. You have some nerve showing up here again. Stop coming around. Stop talking to the neighbors. Stop knocking on my door or my window or whatever. Just stop. Oh, you really should learn to guard that tongue of yours before you, uh, what is the parlance of the day, wreck yourself? Not even close. You should really watch yourself, though, Miss Sturbank. You never know when your words will come back to haunt you. And what does that mean? It means that if you're going to say, or perhaps write, things that could be misconstrued as a personal attack, then there might be some much more serious ramifications than a dapper young man coming by your door. Is that a threat? Be careful of what you write on the internet, young lady. Okay, first off, she's only like five years younger than you, at most. And how do you even know what I do on the internet? Do you know what the internet is? Did your latest meeting of the Historical Society for Preservation of Ill-Advised Clothing have a round table about it? Well, I suppose a little bird must have told me. Tweet, tweet. Next time I would think before posting that a bird is a cartoon villain of a real estate developer with an overpriced silk scarf where his heart should be. That this person is a vulgar moron whose business should be raised as a community service. Oh, and do you think you're not a cartoon villain? Because that's rich, seeing as you come here to harass me. I know it's you tapping on my windows at night. Excuse me? I, I, I've done no such thing. That, that is a baseless claim. I have seen you sneaking around. You're trying to scare me out of here, aren't you? I promise you, I am You no. piece of trash. You come into neighborhoods, you tear them up so you can put another pile of money in your empty pool and your emptier heart, and someday this whole place will burn, and you will be in the middle of it, and I will laugh. Claire, I'm going to ask you to keep your hands at your sides. What are you even talking about, Judith? There is a knife in your pocket, Claire. I'm kind of not loving the hostess with the mostest homicidal tendencies thing of yours. Oh, right. Whatever. Now, now you. What do you want from me besides your pound of flesh? Why, I simply want what anyone else wants. To not have his character viciously attacked in a public forum. Public forum. I have 97 followers on Twitter. Well, a moment on the lips is a lifetime on the internet, my dear. Oh my god, okay, that's not the saying at all. What is your deal? Of course, we might not have to take this all the way 
to court. You want to take this to court? Oh, my God. Well, certainly a man in my position simply cannot tolerate character assassination of this nature. Character assassination? You mother... But, 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 perhaps this was all simply a misunderstanding. Perhaps there's no need for you to pay for a lawyer while I drag this out. Just get to the point, you absolute twit. Now, this could benefit all of us. I assure you, I simply want to make you some money, Claire. Sell me the house. I'll name you an excellent price, I assure you. What is with you in this house? I have interested parties. Would you rather have me hand you a briefcase of money, or would you rather we draw this process along further? Leave. Now. Of course, of course. I, I, I'm sure you need some time to think about my offer. I'll be back soon. Hopefully, you'll have an answer by then. If you come back, I will not be the only one being bled dry. Is that a threat? I really don't think you know who you're dealing with. Leave. Uh, <clears throat> well, you certainly should get this porch fixed. Uh, although, of, of course, if you're not ready for the responsibilities of a homeowner, you do have my car. Now. Oh, um, mm, goodbye, Claire. Uh, do consider uh, selling before everything crashes down all around you. The clock is ticking. <sighs> um, oh, well, Adam was right about that support beam. Uh, Claire? I, yeah. Are you, are you okay? I'm fine. Fine. He just makes me so furious. I swear I just want to grab him by his little neck and tell... And stop looking at me like that. I'm, I'm fine. Jury's out. Um, okay, I think we need to calm down a bit. Maybe take a few deep breaths right now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You said he's been tapping on your windows? Well, someone is. It's gotta be him. I've been hearing weird noises in the night, and then recently I'm hearing this tap, tap, tapping sound, and I think he's doing something to creep me out so I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah, um, okay. Well, we'll deal with that, but I don't... I don't want to add to anything. Yeah. But you did notice that the porch collapsed, right? What? Oh. Well, great. I don't want to bring this up, but... Just spit it out. Do you want me to call Adam? He might be able to fix this, or at least make sure the rest of the house doesn't collapse in the short term. Can't we leave it for now? Oh, for crying out loud. Fine, call him. You're right. I need to cool off. I, I literally have the rage shakes. <laughs> Just call Adam and get him to deal with this. Okay, yep. God, what the... Wow, that porch is really a death trap. Did you... You heard she had some weird distortion on the recording going on back there, right? I'm not losing my mind? Yeah, can you play that back right before the crash? Yeah, sure. Please. Yeah, she went real freaky there. Yeah, and that... Just, like, right after she said that, that porch bean comes down, and it barely missed Bird Guy's head. <laughs> I don't know. Claire was just so angry, and I've never heard her like that before. Like, ever. It wasn't just that I could hear the anger in her voice. I could feel it, and it felt like my ears were going to pop. I don't know. I swear, it was like something out of the movie Carrie. You know the movie Carrie, right? <laughs> Do I? Do I know Carrie? Well, let me tell you about... You've never seen it, have you? Horror movies give me nightmares. 
even the air around her felt dense. It was was charged. It felt hot. Okay, I want to listen to this recording from that weekend. Adam was coming by with his buddies to fix the porch, and Claire and I were working on the backsplash. This is going to sound super weird, but, like, what if something's just feeding off of her anger? Or what if it's feeding it to her? She's already got a few cracks. How hard would it be for something malicious to push through? I don't like that at all. No. Hello, everybody. Despite the fact that everything in this house seems to want to kill us, Claire and I are continuing on with, yes, in my backyard. Yeah, sure. Look, we don't have to do this right now. Uh, No, no. I'm sure the world is just dying to hear about our DIY backsplash. Okay, wow. Don't take it out on the tiles. And I just... I wish you would just tell me what's been bothering you lately. Oh, would you stop asking me how I'm feeling? (laughs) I'm tired of feelings. I'm tired of thinking about feelings. And I am really tired of talking about them. How do I feel? Oh, I don't know. I'm living in a haunted house. I'm trapped in a mundane job that barely covers the bills, but that I can't quit because how else will I afford the minimum payments on my mountain of student debt? And I'm basically being blackmailed by a psychopathic realtor. And oh, my love life. Yeah, giant flaming pile of garbage. So yeah, 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 maybe I'm not feeling so great, but I'm sick of talking about it because talking doesn't change anything. So what's the point? Instead, let's just, uh, let's talk about how we're going to glue these tiles onto this stupid wall. Okay, okay, sure. Yep, all right. How about we instead talk about your feelings about a kitchen island? Maybe we can get butcher block counters. I swear to God, Judith, you are so annoying sometimes. Do you have an off switch? Okay, you know what, Claire? I know you've been going through a rough time. Believe me, I know. I've listened and I've helped and I've tried very, very hard to be supportive in whatever way I can, but you don't get to act like a petulant teenager all the time. I'm not your mom, so- Yeah, no, that is right. You are not my mom. So maybe you could stop trying to control everything. What is that supposed to mean? Work on the house, break up with your boyfriend. I know best because I'm ambitious and perky and I work out five days a week or whatever. I'm sorry, are you- blaming me for your breakup with Adam because it really sounds like you're blaming me and I definitely didn't tell you to ghost your live-in boyfriend. Well, you never liked him. You got me. He was, at best, fine. But admit it, Claire, you didn't like him half the time anyways. The last four months you were together, all I heard about was how you felt suffocated and wasn't sure if you want to continue things and I haven't heard you say one good thing about him in ages. Quick, say something nice about him right now. He's very practical. Yeah, that's true love right there. That is not the point. I Do you remember the last time you asked me something about my life? I have been working my ass off to help you and to fix this house and all you do is complain and run away. I don't want to control you, Claire, but I do want you to get your shit together. Oh, screw you, Judith. I don't need this from you. And you know what? I don't need this from anyone. Just leave. Leave me alone. And how would that help? Do you think being alone is the best option that you can just hide away in this house? Okay, you know what? What happened to the rest of the recording? Uh, a bunch of glasses just slid off the counter and shattered everywhere. And I guess, I guess I turned the recorder off in the fray? There is another file. I turned it on just because, I, I don't know, I didn't know what else to do. 
doesn't make sense. Why not? Because now you're getting into some bizarre territory with all this ghosts are here to talk to me stuff and it's not like you. Maybe it's given me something else to think about. Maybe I need something to believe in other than the constant emptiness that is my life. At least now I have something to think about outside of the stupid day-to-day -day stuff. And don't look at me like that. You can't honestly say that odd things haven't been happening. Yes, odd things have been happening, but I, I can't, I just, I can't, I don't know how to believe this. It's not, I don't think it's ghosts. It's this stupid realtor or it's the house settling or it's infrasound or whatever. Okay, well then what is it? I hear weird sounds at night. I hear crying. It is someone who needs help. Help with what? Their back taxes? I don't know. They're trapped or something bad happened. And maybe something bad's gonna happen to me. Claire, listen to yourself. I'm worried about you. Yeah, well, that's nice, but I need more than that. I need more than feelings of worry. You know that's not what I mean. <sighs> I know. I'm just so tired, physically and emotionally. I guess. Yep. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so angry lately. I don't really know why. It just feels like there's this bubbling and all of it is just leaking out everywhere. It'll be okay. I... We'll figure it out. Right after we figure out whether or not someone just got crushed to death on the porch. I never want to listen to those tapes again. They stress me out way too much. There is one thing, though, that's not on there. What? After we cleaned up the glass, I checked the table. It's, it's level, so they should not have been able to slide off. So what do you think about the ghost theory now? I'm a lot more receptive to it. Well, while you mull it over, um, I want to talk about the cult house. Right, yes. Um, okay, cool. I did a little bit of digging, and it looks like the cult was formed in 1902, and they published a bunch of pamphlets about how the world was going to end, and the only way to survive it was to be the one that brought it about. Seems counterintuitive, but okay. Yeah, it's they've got some questionable reasoning going on. But they claimed that they knew the path to salvation, and the only way was to rid the land of the torpid and green. Green as in the color, or... Green is in, like, new. I'm not totally sure, but if I had to hazard a guess, I think the second one. But, uh, did you find anything else about the house? Um, okay, well, yeah. It definitely had a bit of a <laughs> reputation, at least prior to her grandparents moving in. There's a couple of oral histories of the area that mention what sounds like Claire's house and it's not favorably. It's all weird sounds emanating from it, how foreboding it could be, creepy figures in the window. There were a few crimes reported there, though. Um, the most high-profile case is the one involving that Alma lady. But aside from that, a domestic dispute, two thefts, a missing persons case. But there's nothing of note after Claire's grandparents move in. The key to this lies with them. I know it. I know this is all tied to them in that stupid house. Yeah, and I'm sure we can figure it out. But for now, can we put this on hold and get dinner first? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. So, yeah, let's go. Parkdale Haunt is an original podcast created and written by Alex Nursall and Emily Kellogg. Directed and produced by Alex Nursall. Engineering and sound design by Ian Bodie. Theme music by Phil Wright. Recorded at Pirate Sound. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Parkdale Haunt. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash parkdalehaunt. Get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash parkdale-haunt. Link, transcripts, and more are available at parkdalehaunt.com. Featuring the voices of Alex Nursall, Emily Kellogg, Ian Bodie, Carolee Larson, and Taylor Davis.